welcome to season two of Buzz British Book Club. I'm Kit. I'm Bridge. And today we're going to get buzzed and talk about books. Today's buzz juice is the OG British buzz juice, which is actually tea. Tea. Yes. We're drinking tea. And, and we're not even drinking the OG British tea. We're drinking herbal tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's real fancy. Kit has got a subscription, right? Yeah, it's a subscription to Atlas Tea Co. Shout out to Atlas Tea Club. Yes. Um, and they send me a box of three different teas uh, every month. And oh, and postcards from places around the world. That's cool. Um, most of them are delicious. Some of them are like okay, but all of them have some sort of medicinal benefit. Um, like, or at least it talks about the ingredients. Uh, the the one that I'm drinking helps uh, reduce bad breath. <laughs> oh, nice! Everyone needs yeah, that. I right? guess that was a hint. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> the universe telling you something there. It it's called Kathmandu Cosmos, and I was like, that sounds so sexy. I have to try that. Yeah, it's really tasty. Mine is called Chamomile Peppermint, uh, and it has yarrow and peppermint, which are both known to aid in digestion and inflammation, and are a vitamin-rich combination that can calm nerves and soothe the stomach before bed. So I just love the way you say chamomile. Oh, how did I say that? You said it in like a British way. Chamomile. Yeah, mile. I was, I was I mile. I would say chamomile, but that's when, you know, my uncultured American yeah, self. Ignorant Amer- Americanisms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fact that we're drinking tea is kind of a, a sign of things to come, but... Yeah. We thought we'd, we'd um, <clears throat> hop back on the airwaves to, you know, our nine faithful listeners. <laughs> including my dad to kind of let you know what we've been up to yeah we kind of dropped off the face of the earth there for a while we had like a whole thing mapped out and then life happens life happens and yeah um and then we wanted to talk a little bit about what we're hoping to do this season so we're excited to be back quote unquote Mm -hmm. um and Kit's got the exciting news about what she's been up to. Don't ask me what I've been up to. I have no <laughs> I'm <idea>. gonna. <laughs> okay, well, why don't, Get we, ready. why don't we start with you then? Okay, fine. Um, well, I guess the biggest thing that I've been doing this summer has been publishing my book or getting it ready to publish. <laughs> That's my best air horn. <laughs> Big deal. Yeah. Um, it is. I need to normalize being more excited about it. Celebratory. Yeah, celebratory. Um, so Epica Palinthia is a story that's been in my head for 20 years. Uh, it's about five heroes that embark on a quest to appease the gods and save their island from famine and turmoil. Um can you tell I practiced that a lot? Yeah, you've had, you've had plenty of opportunities. So she's been doing book tours and promoting the shenanigans out of yeah. it. Um, and getting tons of great responses and reviews. And um, So yeah, it's, I mean, just from, from my perspective, it's been really exciting to see 
what's come of that and how much work you've put into it and like you said you've been writing it for 20 bloody years I know. yeah 20 years um probably seven rewrites so you started writing it when you were two is that is that what i'm hearing no <laughs> <laughs> if only <laughs> reminds me of that meme where like oh yeah something talked about the 1980s and I was like oh yeah that's 20 years ago and they're like no it's not it's 2003 yeah it's just mind blown I know it makes me sick yeah um so yeah kind of like that no I started writing it when I was a teenager and um yes finally the first one is done it's a trilogy uh for now <laughs> <laughs> It might become a quadrilogy or something, um, you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I did a little um, mini book tour. I had a really great time. Went to a lot of places, met a lot of nice people. Um, Ellie Harper, who's the author of Kill Your Darlings, accompanied me on our book tour. So we did a little dual book tour around the Midwest America. We stopped in Chicago for the ALA conference and picked up like 300 books a piece for free. So if you get a chance to ever go to the ALA conference, do it. If you like <laughs> to read books and you want free ones, do it. If you want signed author copies for free, do it. It's just, it was an amazing experience. That was, that was so much fun. Um, yeah, I sold all the books that I'd taken with me. It was like 120 something books. So it was a huge success. Um, I mean, 120 books doesn't sound like a lot, but it was a lot. Met a lot of nice booksellers. We hit up several Barnes and Nobles. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was really fun. Um, we did it a little early for my book. Her book published in May. And mine was early, so I had to bring all my copies um, and do consignment. So that was a little nerve-wracking, wondering, like, do I have enough books? Yeah, you didn't know how many <laughs> copies to order. I didn't have any idea, and so that was really nerve-wracking. Um, and I, I met Ellie Harper on Twitter, and so I wasn't really sure how we were going to hit it off, but we hit it off splendidly. Yeah. And she's like myself like if i had a twin out there in the universe it, it's probably her she's good people she's good vibes really good people really good vibes funny we were like saying the same thing in stereo uh, multiple times a day it was hilarious um and we're actually doing another book tour at the end of this month because my book officially publishes on one october um and we're doing uh, we're, we're doing three author events at the end of September to celebrate that and yeah just it's been exhausting though you know it's exciting but being an indie author um, you have to do everything so all the marketing all the conversations all the correspondence coordinating all of that you do yourself and I don't regret my decision to self-publish but it's it, it's a lot more work than I ever expected it to be yeah. honestly and the more the more response I get from readers the more I want to do mm -hmm. um, which I didn't expect either I expected to get a you know 
10, 12 reviews on Goodreads, maybe, mm -hmm. and move on with my life. <laughs> but I have 219 um, ratings on Goodreads now. Yeah, just overwhelmingly positive response. Um, I met a lot of other indie authors during the tour and made a lot of friends on social media. I met several famous authors. Uh, one of them, uh, Maria V. Snyder, was actually, she actually did an event with me. Um, it was our very last event of the tour, actually. She's the author of um, The Poison Study. She has a new book, The Study of Poisons, um, which has just published. Uh, it's from Valak's perspective. So if anybody remembers The Poison Study and, and loved it like so many thousands of people did um she has a new book so you should go check that out that's the one you got for free that you loaned me i bought it oh actually. did you i did oh. yeah i bought it um but it was funny so i read a blog article i'm talking a lot i feel like it's you fine. should jump in at any time go ahead this is your story um so i i read a blog article about ways that you can market your book you know, well, there's like a billion articles out there. But I stumbled on one that was about author blurbs. You know how you go into a bookstore and you pick up a book and there's like the thing now is to have like some quote on the book cover. From Stephen King. Or exactly. Whatever. A New York Times bestselling yeah. author. Right? So I was like, okay, that would be really cool to get one of those. Who is like writing in my genre? Because mm -hmm. I feel like that would carry some weight with readers. Yeah. Um, so I hit up everyone um, that was writing stuff. So um, Jennifer Saint, uh, Madeline Miller, Pat Barker, um, Natalie Haynes. Like all the people who are wildly successful Greek-inspired fantasy authors. Um, and they were all busy which is fine they're all working on their next books sure i get it um but i reached out to maria snyder as well because i saw where she had blurbed the book one of sharon lynn fisher's books hmm. this, this is a roundabout story but sharon lynn fisher wrote the fairy rehistory series hmm. and her third book the warrior poet was one of the very first books that i ever arc read Oh. It was actually the first arc read that I'd ever done mm -hmm. from NetGalley. And she used one of my quotes for her website. Wow. And I was like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> this famous, Am I famous now? <laughs> this famous author used my blurb for her book on her website. And so I was looking at Sharon and Fisher and I, I reached out to Sharon and Fisher and I asked her, hey, do you remember me? Yeah. Would you be so kind as to blurb my book? And then while I was looking through the reviews on some of her other reads, because I was like, ooh, what else does Sharon and Fisher have that's up my alley? Because mm -hmm. you know, I really enjoyed her fir the first one that I read. And I saw Maria Snyder, she had blurbed her book. Mm -hmm. I was like, huh, what does Maria Snyder have? Mm. You know, she's like, oh. I was like, oh, the poison study, duh. Mm. And then... I just realized Maria Snyder is a trailblazer for fantasy. Um, 
And I mean, she's not really like Greek mythology based necessarily, but I was like, I'm, it's a long shot. I'm yeah. going to send her an email. I'm going to ask her. Do it. Yeah. Because what have I got to lose? Yeah. You know, um, I didn't hear any response back from her yet, but then we did this event. Uh, it was at this bookstore. It's called Cupboard Maker Books in Pennsylvania. It's just the most delightful little indie bookstore. They have cats in the store and they rescue cats and they find homes for cats. And they have these pictures of all the cats hanging up on the wall that they rescued. And it's just a delightful, charming place. I love it so much. And they did this indie fantasy night and she was there with her new book, The Study of Poisons. And she came up to my table and she was like, I recognize your name. Mm. And I was like, you do? And she was like, yeah, you emailed me to blurb your book a month or two ago. And I just haven't gotten around to responding. But I, I, I'm going to I'm going to blurb your book. And I was so like, cool. oh my god, mind blown. Like, yeah. one, I'm meeting a celebrity in person. Like a huge best-selling author, fantasy author, trailblazer. And, and I'm talking to her and she remembered my name. Yeah, she seemed like good people just She's from that comment. wonderful, wonderful. We've had several emails back and forth um, just talking about writing and marketing and just whatever. And she blurbed my book and I just, it's a magical moment. Sharon Lynn Fisher also blurbed my book and I just, I'm really so excited to have these two amazing fantasy authors take an interest in my book and make their recommendations for it. And it's just been a really delightful. And I've also had several indie authors write wonderful blurbs for my book as well. And it's just been amazing. And I really hope that, um, cause I've included like all the names in the book itself of everyone who's blurbed, um, who has books in the hopes that if anybody picks up my book and they look at the, you know, praise for whatever, mm -hmm. and they see these names, especially for the indie authors, that maybe they'll go check out their books because wouldn't that be awesome? Like, yeah. I've read all the books from the people who have blurbed my book and they're all amazing. Um, yeah, so yeah. If you are so inclined to buy a copy of Epic of Olympia, take a peek at the blurb section in the book um, and take a peek at some of the indie authors there, um, as well as uh, Sharon and Fisher and Maria Snyder's books as well. Um, they need some love. They all need some love. They're all amazing books. So where can people pre-order your book? Anywhere, anywhere. Bookshop.org, I highly recommend because every purchase um, helps local su bookshops. supports local and indie bookstores. Um, but you can also order it from Barnes & Noble, you can order it from Amazon. You can also order it from my Kofi shop. Um, and if you do that, you'll get si a signed author copy and some swag. Um, the Kofi shop, I believe, is just Arthur M.J. Panky. It's not Kit. Yeah, I was going to um, say, you have to tell them your real <laughs> you name. You tell them my real name. My real name is M.J. Panky. Um, and my Kofi shop um, hashtag or whatever it's called is Arthur M.J. Panky. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram.
P A N K E Y. Correct. Yeah. Um, and it's Epic of Halinthia, in case you're like immediately googling right now. Yeah. There's quite a few things that come up when you Google it now, which is also delightful. Several people have posted things on their blogs about it, so it's really exciting. It's just, you know, it's going to be like that snowball that turns into an avalanche. You know, I'm really, I'm not holding my breath for that, honestly. It just takes time. It takes time. Yeah, it does. But next thing you know, they'll be doing a movie adaptation. That would be amazing. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> So, oh, another exciting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ARC readers, um, her name is Georgia. She's from Italy. And she did an interview with me. Um, her YouTube name, I think, is Jules Library. I feel like we should just post all this shit in the description of the episode. Yeah, yeah have all this information there, if anybody cares. Um, but... She is translating my book into Italian right now. Oh my god, that's so sexy. So I, I just love that. I'm so excited. Um, and she's actually um, studying publishing um, as for her degree. And she said, after I had asked her if she would be interested in translating it, if... Um, yeah, she actually she told me after that she had started out in translation was where her degree was focused um and then she switched to publishing so perfect yeah it just it worked out where does she live in italy but where in italy i think i don't know i don't remember i guess it doesn't matter what matters is can we go visit her (laughs) i love that (laughs) yes i will ask her you know do you have a couch we could crash on absolutely you know yes yeah, that I'll definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's amazing. It's yeah. quite a big deal. I'm really excited about it. I have no idea if I'm going to receive any sort of return on any of this. So far, I haven't, but just the experience has been rewarding. So, I'm I'm really having a blast with it. Good. And I'm already working on the sequel, so there's more pressure now because I have so many readers who are just like, when is the next one? When's the next one? Like, are you writing the next one? Inquiry minds. Listen, the first one isn't even officially released yet. I know. Give yourself a break. (laughs) Gee, sip your tea, take a breath, it's fine. This tea is actually really good. Um... What, what did you say which one you were drinking in your second cup? Uh, this is chamomile oh, yeah. peppermint. That's right. And I think I had the Kathmandu Cosmos. We're on our second cup of tea already. Yeah, I had the Kathmandu Cosmos both times because I liked it so much and apparently my breath was so bad I needed it. So <laughs> there you go. I never said that. <laughs> I self-diagnosed it's fine. So that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to? <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> um, what have I been doing? You've been doing lots of things. Sweating, mostly. Didn't you do like a marathon or something Augusta like that? Augusta in fucking summertime. Augusta in August. Augusta in September. Just sweating. Just, you know, going outside <laughs> every day feels like you're just walking through soup. And I am just... <laughs> 
over it. I'm over it. But um, no, seriously, um, I have been doing a lot of sweating. Um, yeah, I did a half marathon in Tacoma, Washington, because I went out there to see some friends a few weeks ago. Oh, that was beautiful. It was lovely um, on many levels. Um, and was it like a scenic one? Or was yeah, it you could see Mount city? Rainier the oh, whole time. Oh, that's amazing. And we ran across the Narrows Bridge, if anybody knows that area. Um, chances are, if you grew up in the public health or public school system, you watched a black and white video of a bridge undulating <gasps> with cars falling yes! off, off of it. That bridge. The bridge is much stronger now, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, it was quite beautiful. And uh, <laughs> I, I remember that video. Vividly. Yeah, see, everybody in the American public school system. I think mostly because I learned that the dog didn't make it. And I it, mean, that bridge is quite high. Me. <laughs> yeah, it's quite high. Um, and running there without any humidity made everything so much easier. So that was delightful. Um, and then I did, I was training for my first Olympic triathlon because I'm a glutton for punishment <laughs> and um, Olympic yeah so I don't want to bore everyone with details of triathlon but there's multiple levels so there's a sprint triathlon which as you would imagine all the distances are much shorter and then there's an Olympic triathlon you know the next step up in distances so a mile swim 24 mile bike ride and a six mile run and then the next one after that, I forget what it's called. It might be the so half like the Iron, Iron Man. Man or something. Yeah, so that's my goal is to train for that one. The half one. I was about to say, isn't an Iron Man like 63 miles or something ridiculous? Well, yeah, the Iron Man, just the run is a full marathon. Oh, shit. And I did one marath full marathon in my life and I wanted to murder everyone, including myself. <laughs> so I don't think I will be repeating that experience. However,. The um, half Ironman in Augusta is rather a big deal. I think it's like the second biggest half Ironman in the world. Oh. And... Um, where is it at? Where, downtown. Where? They swim in the Savannah River with the alligators, which is, you know, maybe inspiration to swim faster, I suppose. Oh, unless you're swimming towards the alligators. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. Um... <laughs> In, in seriousness, they swim in the Savannah River with the current, and so it, it gives you quite a fast time. Ah. Um, and it's taking place next weekend, which I don't know when we're going to release this episode, but it's the 24th of September, I think. And I, incidentally, I have someone coming and renting my house out during that weekend, so I have to get my shit together <laughs> and, you know, get it out of the house so some man can stay here. Um, <laughs> like I said, that's some, <laughs> some random man <laughs> named Michael can stay in my house. It's fine. Um, but anyway, so the story with my triathlon was it was four days prior to the event and they cancelled it because of some road construction threw off their plans for the route and then they were worried about athlete safety. And I was so bummed. Oh, I bet. After you trained. Yeah, I was so amped up you know leading up to the event day and then I got this email that said it was cancelled and so immediately of course I texted my dad and I'm like they cancelled the race they cancelled the triathlon he's like 
Well, let's just go out there and do it anyway. And I'll just spot you. Incidentally, during this whole training period, my dad has been so lovely. He takes me out. This is going to make us sound very posh. We're not. He takes me out on a sailboat on the lake where the triathlon was supposed to take place so that I can practice my open water swim. So I just jump off the back of the boat and swim around. And he's done that multiple times for me. Um, so anyway, we just simulated the race ourselves. Doesn't she have an amazing dad? Like, don't you wish you had a dad like that? See, like, 10 amazing. out of 10 would recommend because, <laughs> let me tell you and then we can move on because I'm sure everyone's like not really caring that much about my triathlon <laughs> experience. But, um, so we went out, um, during what was supposed to be race day and he brought his kayak out oh, and paddled along beside me to make sure I didn't get run over by a motorboat or something um and then you know for the transitions you know you walk out of the water you change so you can get on your bike and he was tracking my location while I was on the bike when I came back from the bike ride he had eye of the tiger playing on his phone (laughs) so cute I love that (laughs) you change and then you go for the run so I was going for the run and by that time because I'm so bloody slow it's hotter than blazes in Augusta of course because it's like noon um and he greeted me at the finish with a cooler full of watermelon Gatorade water banana chicken like everything oh wow and he was just all prepared which actually that was my stepmother that prepared the cooler but he brought it so um, yeah, he was amazing. That's, he just really made it really charming. special, and he also took loads of pictures and stuff. So he was like number one fan, number one supporter, dad, um, that day. And then, of course, he supports the podcast a lot too. So that is so cool. Yeah, great, great. So you didn't guy. actually go to Washington. You stayed here in Augusta and did it. Well, it was here, and the race was supposed to oh, take place. Oh, it was supposed to be in Augusta. Mm-hmm. So we did it on where it was originally supposed to take place, a Clarks Hill Lake, um, which is just a little bit outside of Augusta. Um, and then, um, yeah, the only thing I missed out on was, like, a medal. You know, they always give you a medal yeah. at the end. But I think this was ex- this experience was better. It was just more fun just me and my dad, so. Yeah, that was so awesome. Yeah. So, after that, the whole reason why I do things like that is so I can stuff my face um, <laughs> and not feel guilty about it. So, I had a big, juicy farmhouse burger afterwards, and it was delightful, and then I slept the rest of the day away. So I it was, bet. It was, it was wonderful. That is so cool. <sighs> yeah. Um, what else have I been doing? I don't know. So, I guess that, that was really my summer, just a lot of sweating. <laughs> Didn't you do like a writer's retreat or something? Didn't you go to the mountains? I did, but I think we recorded an episode since then. I want to say that was in May. Really? Um, I went to Ella J, Georgia, and holed up in the woods um, for, I don't know, five days. Um, and communed with nature and with my dog. And um, I hadn't been writing much at all. Um, but now I've got a concept in my head, so I've been writing like wildfire for the last week. It's amazing. Um, and hopefully the inspiration 
keeps up. I'm sure I'm not the only one who suffers from, you get really excited about a new idea. You start all hot and heavy, like a relationship. And, <laughs> and then things just fizzle out. Um, so the idea is, please, please, motivation gods, keep me motivated so I can finish this story. Yes. Yeah. And I'm really excited about the story too. Um, if it's the one, it's a, it's the romance one, right? Yeah. Oh my god, you guys. Sorry, no, I, was I not supposed to no, say that? No, no, it's fine. It's just, I never in my life. I mean, my twelve-year-old self would want to murder me. <laughs> the idea of writing a romance novel. I mean, it's more like, I mean, it's romance, drama, a little bit of comedy, but the idea. Of writing that is like just makes me want to puke. Really? Yeah, oh, romance is so popular. I know, but they're so cheesy and it's bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's bullshit. The idea of romantic you love. You don't believe in the formula of books to. No, the idea of romantic dreams. love that was sold by Hollywood is utter bullshit. Nobody lives happily ever after. That's just not the way anything works. I'm sorry, and I'm not sorry, actually. It's just <laughs> not realistic. So, if I ever finish this, I'm hoping that I can still make people feel warm and fuzzy inside because everybody likes that opioid bullshit, feeling happy, whatever. With some dose of being grounded in reality yeah definitely but talk about what makes this whoopsie talk about <laughs> little tickly little tickly tickly <laughs> what talk about what makes this book different from most romance books um so this formula that i'm playing with is um grounding the story in sport um and this particular one is soccer which is the the love of my life is is soccer football um and so it's interesting because it's two people in their 40s so a little bit later than i love that there's not enough of that it's always about these little you know teeny bopper teenagers finding romance in high school or whatever bullshit or these like 20 something you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, let's read a story about older people, please. Yeah. Like, we need some love too. Yeah. I love that. And uh, sort of coming, overcoming your perceptions of people. There's some undertones of like political affiliation, um, and some involvement of one of the characters is in the military, um, and yeah. So it just follows this relationship hopefully with some laughs and it deals with some hefty subject matter um but you know hopefully like not too heavy to make you depressed but so you're enjoying the journey i mean life is depressing so (laughs) you know it really is if you're going for realistic yeah but i don't (laughs) want it to be like uber dark i just want it to show that most people going through life are bruised and battered yeah everybody's been through some shit and um 
you know, trying to find um, happiness. I I guess happiness, although that sounds so cheesy. Acceptance. Just, um, you know, finding someone that you want to end the day with um, in a genuine way. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm playing around with um, working titles, so I'm not really sure what I want to call it. But anyway, more to come on that. I'm hoping to share it with the writers group next week. Yay! Next, I next can't Saturday. wait. Yay! I can't wait. Um, did you? Is this the same story with the girl and her mum? Um, or is this the? Diff- did you table that one? No, that one. It, is probably what I would uh, consider the next if I ever finish any of these. Yeah. Uh, is that book two? In that's the series? like so. Each one is about a sport. The first one being soccer. The second one, um, based in Augusta and uh, following the format of a triathlon. So you know, nice. a lot of this is coming from my own personal experience, um, and that character has to live with her mom who's, you know, suffering from dementia. And that's, she's, yeah. anyway, that one, you know, I'm tabling that one because the soccer one, I think, is where I want to start. Um, so, yeah. That's really exciting. I love that so much. We'll see. We'll see. But also, like, who am I writing love and romance and cheesy McCheeseerton shit? I mean, who the fuck am I writing an epic, you always Fantasy like Greek mythology. Greek. Yeah, but I'm not Greek. Like, no. I'm, I'm not from Greece. Like, who? I... Yeah, but that's always been an interest of yours. Sure, but, Me, but been soccer like... has always been an interest of yours. Yeah, but more like, I want to go beat people up and be a fierce heroine, not I'm talking about going out on dates and bullshit yeah, but like, like that. You can be a fierce heroine. Um, in everyday life, in different ways. Yeah, totally. So you can I just definitely still include that. You know, maybe you just having a little bit of an identity crisis. The <laughs> idea of me writing it, but maybe that's uh, the recipe for somewhat of a realistic romance. Is somebody that doesn't believe in that bullshit would actually write it in a way that's more authentic to day-to-day stuff. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I've only I've only written ten thousand words, so I've got like at least. 90,000 more to go. Maybe. Maybe it's more like 60,000. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. But that's a big chunk. Well, that was my point. 10,000 words is a big chunk. So, nice job. I can't wait to read it. Thank you. I hope you do submit to the Crip Group next week. Yeah, that's the plan. Yay. Anyway, if you're still listening... (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about what we're doing for season two. Yeah. We haven't even touched on that. Yeah, so, um, as you've heard, life got in the way. Mm -hmm. But also, I think Kit and I both realised that drinking an entire bottle of wine for every episode was not exactly the best decision for a number of reasons. Um... One, health-wise, yeah, not ideal. It was yeah. a lot. It was a lot. Um, and two, we were we were both cognizant of, like, this impression we were giving to people of, like, you need to be buzzed to enjoy things yeah. or, uh, you know, 
I don't know, it was okay to down an entire bottle of wine <laughs> on a weekly basis. Which, yeah. if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I, I just, we both kind of came to the... It's not something we would normally do. So, yeah, it just felt a little weird. It just felt like we were supporting... Alcoholism. Over, <laughs> overindulgence. Um, and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Because, like, since then, since we stopped doing that, which it was a number of factors, but I've, I've lost, <laughs> you know, 25 pounds. <laughs> and so, like... The drinking was not good. Um, so anyway, all that to say, we still are going to partake of wine every now and again. Right. Um, but we want to mix it up a little bit. And that gives us more options for when we can record. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, most of the time we would restrict our recording to afternoon or evening because right. we were drinking. Right. And now, um, you know, if we have some coffee or something, we can do early morning recordings mm-hmm. and just um, enable us to have more freedom with our schedules and then produce more content um, and episodes. Right. And it also gives us more freedom and flexibility to explore some really delicious drinks out there. There are actually recipes for things that I would love to try. Um, Even weird things like different protein powders. Yeah. Drinks or whatever or the teas. Um, seriously, I, these need to be drank. drank. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'm and they're delicious. Very, so. very mellow. Yeah, I love it. These. Um, and uh, and something that we had been looking at, you know, months ago. Maybe it was because Instagram knew I was overindulging with <laughs> wine, so it served up some ads for these powders that are basically creating a drink that's. Um, plant-based that has some type of effect on your body that's supposed to be similar to alcohol in terms of relaxing you and giving you a light buzz like a cannabis well see that's what i need to double check because obviously i can't do that because military i have to pee for my country and (laughs) um, operation golden flow is not supportive of having any you know uh, marijuana in your system so um, <laughs> to pay for my country I do actually yeah <laughs> on a I regular basis I love that um, so yeah I want to try that <laughs> and just see yeah that would be fun you know because I think people that are sober curious um, explore these sort of mocktail yeah um, mixes and I'd like to try them and see I'm also curious yeah, and, and then, also open it up to listeners to submit some drink recipes. Please do, yeah. So I've got a mold cider recipe um, that you can add alcohol to or drink without, and that's been in my family for years, and it's delicious and so festive. Yeah, and so I'm sure there are other families out there that have delicious drink recipes. Mm-hmm. So if you have them, share them. Smoothies, you know. It, cultural drinks special traditional things um i'm i'd love to try anything and everything yeah Yeah. you you had a recipe for like a french 75 that was yeah a mocktail mocktail. so at the ala conference i got a lot of free books as i've already mentioned and one of them was a murder mystery book and it actually came with a recipe card for 
the actual cocktail if you wanted um, alcohol in it, and then on the other side it had a mocktail recipe version, so you could have the non-alcoholic kind. So yeah, I would love to try that. Some of these recipes can get a bit um, complex. Yeah. Though. And then you have to like buy things like, I don't know, bitters or whatever that are like expensive, but you never use them, and so it just... A little bit. So that's um, kind of a, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but I think um, we'll have a lot of fun with that, and that way we can maybe appeal to a wider audience as well. Yeah. Um, so we're excited about trying that, and I mean, judging by the way we're cackling today, I don't think you're going to lose anything. I don't think by so either. <laughs> us uh, not being, you know, inebriated on some level. Yeah, I don't think so either. We've been having a really fun time so far. Yeah. Just being our own silly stupid selves (laughs) (laughs) let's see the other thing we were thinking about for season two is being a little bit more flexible Mm -hmm. uh, with our reading yeah so i would love to have more indie books Uh, like i said i've i've read so many amazing indie titles so one thing that we didn't do last season that um bridge and i have talked about a lot is dnfing There are some books that we had on our reading list last year that were just... Just for clarification, in case you don't know, and you think DNFing sounds dirty, (laughs) um, it means did did not not finish. finish. Yeah, did not finish. Um, And to be honest, um, there were several books that we started reading in preparation for doing an episode, and then both of us became so frustrated Mm -hmm. with the book... And then that was probably part of the reason why we didn't, like, carry through with some of the episodes we had planned to record. And then, uh, like we said, life got in the way. So, like, to be honest, Crazy Rich Asians was one (gasps) where we both tried really hard. I finished it only because it was an audiobook. And I couldn't for the life of me. And I was listening to the (laughs) audiobook. I only finished it because I was stuck in a car, riding, and I was too, I don't know, concentrating on the road to think of another book to, to listen to instead. So you were trapped. You were kidnapped, basically. I was kidnapped. I would have DNF'd that one, though, if I had been reading it, and if I had not been stuck in a car. And all I got to say about that book is I wish everyone had gotten on a plane at the end and it crashed into the Wow! <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right, how do you really feel? <laughs> no, I made I just... the ending of that book perfect. Everyone board their fancy schmancy billionaire planes and it crashes into a mountain. And the movie was popular. The movie wasn't terrible. I feel like the movie was successful because it was beautiful people in a beautiful place with a vaguely interesting storyline. It was just, it's a lot different watching people be nasty than actually being in their heads. And every single character, I don't know, I don't give a shit about designer brands. And no. that's all they said. That's all they had yeah. to talk about was designer this, designer but that, the movie, blah, blah, blah. Rich person me, this, rich person that. Yeah, and the movie to me just felt like an extended music video, you know? Just like... <laughs> You're kind of, yeah. Beautiful people, beautiful setting, wearing beautiful clothes. Rich just, stuff, money coming out their eyeballs. Right. Which, like you said, I could 
care less. Like, honestly, I, it was I so the, out of touch with reality. Just and couldn't be bothered. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of good reviews, a lot of people loved it, and like I said, the movie wasn't terrible. I enjoyed the movie. I would probably never watch it again, but it was worth watching once. But just being inside these characters' heads, I just was not entertained at all. <laughs> so, I think if I knew any of those people in real life, I would probably hate them all. It's just very, yeah. I mean, I think... I don't what... care about designers. I don't care. <laughs> I think what, what made it so interesting was that it, it did show a segment of like culture that not many people have been exposed to so that yeah. was like that was interesting that was cool like but know, it got Singapore overshadowed so and, much but yeah it was it was like those um those reality tv shows that i hate like um what is it the real housewives of whatever whatever <laughs> i've never watched any of those and i already know i don't want i to started watch watching them. the first episode of the first season of that and i, I got 10 minutes in and i was like nope this is not for me it's where not. what was the first season where was that based i think it was in california i just it remember must be LA. um she was like the the guy was staring at the blades of grass for like 10 minutes and they were late to a party or something and was he on drugs no he was so he was examining the grass which was like a half an inch tall um the grass hadn't been cut because she was shagging the lawn guy <laughs> and so they were at this party well, and know. she has to escape the party and rush home and mow the lawn so that the next day when her husband looks at the he grass he he thinks that it was all in his head or something stupid like that and I was like, and that's scene. like real life that that was the real opening of that episode and after oh that I, I yes yeah hopefully um you're not mad at us for hating crazy rich asians hopefully not though. um but you know if you disagree let us know um yeah what did you like about it i would love to know what what kept your interest that's always interesting to me to, to hear. That book is long. It's really long. It's huge. Yeah. So anyways, in a nutshell, um, we're adding the option to DNF books. Um, and I think I, honestly, I would still like to do an episode on those books. Sometimes. Um, just to talk about why we didn't finish it. Because I think sometimes that's also valid. Yeah. Oh, let me get the kettle. Oh, the kettle's screaming. The kettle. She's oh, got yes. this tiny little kettle. I love it so much. It's this little itty bitty little tea party kettle. Hold on, let me put this over my. Yeah, for the first time ever, we're recording at my house as yeah. opposed to Kit's house. So that's why you're not hearing Petey's little feet. Oh yeah. Tiptoeing on the floor. Clickety clacketing. Yeah. Or the the clock. Oh yeah, I forgot about the clock. I don't even notice it anymore. Well, my dog is locked away in the bedroom. She's being very good though. I she haven't is. heard her. She hasn't I haven't heard a single bark. 
we have one episode that we had recorded uh, several months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Outlawed. Outlawed by Anna North. Yeah. Um, so we'll be dropping that. And we also want to do a book-to-movie comparison of Red, White, and Royal Blue. Yes. And we're trying to coordinate with our friend and only guest of the pod, <laughs> Laura Ma- Marden, if you remember, mm-hmm. um, to have her join us for that discussion. We're very excited because we've all watched the uh, mm-hmm. Amazon movie. Um, so that was cool. And we've all read the book. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we'll see where the rest of the year takes us. We're trying to be a little bit more flexible, um, a little bit more open-minded about how we do things just so that that can set us up to succeed in terms of, um, sustaining, you know, kind of our progress. Yeah. And our own mental health, like Mm -hmm. we have limited time during the day you know i mean like i don't want to spend it reading a book i don't want to read right and it's if we dnf a book it's not necessarily that it's a terrible book it's just it wasn't for us you know wasn't compelling enough it wasn't well it just you know it wasn't along my interests or whatever like like i said tons of people like crazy rich asians there are some interesting things about the book this wasn't for me it's for a lot of people though so you know dnf that's one of the things that i've had to learn as an author and it's one of the toughest things I've had to learn is that not everyone is going to like your book. And I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like, duh, but like getting a bad review is a whole other experience. Um, because it's so personal. It How is, much it is, work yeah. you've put into that book. Like, of yeah, course it's, like, it's, it's going like to feel. calling my baby ugly. Yeah. Literally. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's just a fact of life. Yeah. So, hopefully you're still with us. Hopefully you're excited for us to generate some more episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to do... Um, we're we're going to read and review a couple books that were in our lineup last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Once and Future Witches. Yeah. And was there another one that we were going to do? <laughs> uh, the Duke and I was the one that you wanted to talk about. Right. And yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that one. We'll come, yeah. Uh, yeah, there were a few others. So, once... Um, I don't think we're going to publish, like, a schedule for the rest of the year just because we want to be flexible, but maybe we'll do it on an episode-by-episode basis where in a little bit in advance, maybe one or two weeks, something like that, we'll let you know what's coming up next. That way you can read it ahead of time if you'd like to. Yeah. Um, Or wait for us to share our thoughts and then you decide if you want to read it or not. Um, Up to you how you want to handle that. But anyway... Um, yeah, we're really committed to keeping this podcast going. So, you know, to like I said, all of our nine listeners out there, stick with us, <laughs> all right? <laughs> all right. Are we signing off with that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. A little tinkly. Yeah, with a little tinkle. Drink some tea, everyone. It's good for your health. Yeah. Well, um, till the next episode, I guess. Yeah. Buzz off. Buzz off. Yeah, it sounds weird now, doesn't it? It does. Tea time off. Something like that. Tea tinkle off. Tinkle off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need to tinkle after three glasses or three mugs of tea. Alright, tinkle off everyone. <laughs>